Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and this man here is Marek Larwood. Hello, listeners. And what's that other uh, strange creature making noises? That's Buddy, and he's got a small squeaky cat uh, this week, so um, hopefully he'll keep the noise down. Uh, Buddy's a dog, not a human being. He's not a... Because if you didn't say that, you might people go, that's Buddy, he's got a small, small squeaky cat. People <laughs> he's might think a, he's just an a, odd bloke. Yeah. Why, why does he keep loitering around? Yes, he's a dog. Um, hello. Um... Yes, uh, welcome to Film Fandango. We're going to talk about films for a brief period of time. Maybe you're on a commute to work, or uh, or simply trying to drop off to sleep, and you need some irritated, slightly stumbly voices to lull you into dreamland. Maybe you're trying to find some meaning to the... Uh, 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 well done, buddy. I was trying to just do a really nice poetic bit, and he, he was silent for your thing, and as soon as I start talking, he starts squeaking the shitting cat. I've trained him well. And now he won't... The growling is not... He's buddy not letting go of the squeaking cat. Right, I'm going to put the cat away. This is not going to work. Look at... <sighs> buddy, leave. Good boy. What's happening now is um, David's removed the squeaky cat out of the box oh, and he's put it in a safe place. He's now going to the dog toy box and he's located a soundless woolen ball item. Buddy has looked at it and he's not interested in the <laughs> woolen ball item and he's picked up a pair of socks instead. But we're not here to talk about what dogs do in the background. <laughs> that is a more entertaining <laughs> podcast. Can we do that? No, no, you're right, you're right, we're not, we're not. Um, I've been to the cinema uh, to see one of their, uh, you know, famous films that have come out recently. Um, Tell me all about it. Tell me all about it. I went to see um, the superhero ensemble movie, X-Men, colon, Days of Future, future Past. Um, days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, uh, which uh, is... Uh, God only knows. Like the twelfth X Men film. Well, no. I mean, let's go through it. There was X Men One, uh, the Brian Singer film, which was rather good. Starred Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and a load of other people as other people, and uh, everyone's ever favourite uh, old couple, uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X and uh, Ian McKellen as Magneto. The second one came out, and that was even better. And everyone was like, "Yay, great!" Then Brian Singer. 
disappointingly said he wouldn't make the third one and went to make oh. Superman Returns instead, which was a bit of a flop. And uh, Brett Ratner made the third one instead, and it was terrible. Um, it was a terrible film, X Men. What was that one? X Men Last Stand. Um, then there was Avengers Assault. Not yet. Then they tried to spin off Wolverine movies with oh, yeah. X Men Origins Wolverine, which was appalling, uh, trying to do backstory to Wolverine. Uh, then they tried again with another Wolverine movie with The Wolverine, which again was sort of fine, but not great. Um, and they. Uh, I might be getting these in the wrong order, but then X Men First Class did a reboot of it, setting it uh, during the Cuban Missile Crisis and going back before, and trying to claim it and recasting young people: Michael Fassbender as Magneto and James McAvoy as Professor X. Wolverine. Still... That wasn't a sample event. That was the first class. Oh, I mean, I saw that one. That was quite good, wasn't it? It is quite good. Yes, and this is the sequel to that. But it's trying to tie everything together into one canon by combining the young cast with the old cast in a time travel narrative. So it's not Back to the Future, just with X-Men. That's that's exactly what they're attempting, yes. Um, So, the story of this is... Uh, in the future, the story of this actually I won't bother describing. Sorry, just a point second. But he's got a bottle top there. He's allowed to chew that. Yeah, he'll he'll chew that. It's fine. Unless it's too noisy. Um, It's more. I want him to choke on it. I don't mind if he choked us. I want to. He's not going to choke on that. Interrupt the podcast. He's old enough. He's he's the equivalent of fifteen years old in human years. Well, that's why he's being difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Basically, Sorry. this film is Terminator um, with X Men. So the future dystopia has happened, and uh, all of all the mutants and humankind have been killed by these massive robots called oh, Sentinels, and um, and their only hope is to go back in time and stop the Sentinels ever being made. It's that, is Term- a, that is a ripper from Terminator. Yes, and uh, uh, the original comic series may have come out before Terminator, I'm not sure. Um, so, no, it did, in fact, I think. I think it was the 70s, but I'm not so sure. So maybe Terminator ripped it's off possible. the X-Men. I, I, we, we write in if you know the answer to this one, because I'm not sure. But the, certainly they're the same plot. So I went back and read the comics, and it's it's a very simple story, actually, and it's Kitty Pride who actually goes back in time, which is the character Ellen Page plays, but in the movie they've swapped it to being Wolverine, because he's a man. Um, but, so, the story of this one, after all of that preamble, is... Um, they have to stop uh, these robots ever being invented, and they were invented by Peter Dinklage... Um, I knew Dinklage was something to do with it. Yeah, and when Mystique in the past, uh, who is played by Jennifer Lawrence, she's the the guy who wands around uh, naked and blue and she can change into any person and mimic their voice. Um, When she assassinates Peter Dinklage, that gives uh, the government every reason to start the Sentinels program and that starts it all off. So they have to go back in time to stop it. And the only one who can go back in time is Wolverine because of his Healy rubbish. Fine. Fine. It is so confused, this film. The critics have loved it. The audiences seem to have loved it. They're all wrong. Because this is... Not a single thing in this film makes any sense. Nothing. It's so convoluted and confused and its internal logic is appalling. Um, I, it was so boring. 
Um, there are. It's got eight point six. Yeah, to be. there are wonderful moments. As it's in, the sixty fifth best film of all time, David. Yeah, it's rubbish. It's a really rubbish film. It's not as good as the last one, and the last one I didn't think was brilliant. Anyway, um, here's why: the entire plot starts with a premise that doesn't make any sense. And there are far too many characters already because they've combined two whole franchises that have too many characters anyway. But basically, uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart send Wolverine back in time and say, um, uh, you have to stop Mystique from killing Peter Dinklage. Only then will we, you know, we'll be able to save us all. Fine. Okay, you've defined your goal. Then they say, you're going to need both of our help. Both young, um, young Professor X and Ian McKellen. Yeah, I've seen it in the, in the past. Just go, they just go right. Oh, but that's not all. Young Professor X back then didn't have his powers, and I was in a maximum security prison. Just go, right. So he didn't have any powers, and you're in prison. Why does Wolverine need either of you? And yeah. the only reason is because people like James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. There yeah. is no logical reason why Wolverine can't stop the assassination on his own. So half the film is him trying to convince a man with no powers he should use his powers again and break out a man they know is evil who then inevitably turns on them and becomes a baddie. It makes no sense. But still they drag their heels constantly going, oh, we have to convince Mystique not to do this. And then changing the goalposts to, oh, they're actually after Mystique's DNA rather than they have to stop her assassinating somebody. And this is my problem. When you do a time travel narrative, they don't make sense. So they have to be fairy tales. There are too many logical loopholes. So you have to be like Terminator or Back to the Future and say, here is the definite goal. If my parents don't kiss um, at the school disco, I will never be born. That is the goal, and that never changes. Or Terminator, if John Connor is killed, then mankind is doomed. That is our goal. If you ever start changing the goalpost and going, what if this, and what if this, and what is this? You're lost. Your plot mm. doesn't make any sense. That's a massive hole in it. Huge holes all over the place. It, it doesn't have a story at all. It is just linking of set pieces with completely confused, out-of-their-depth dialogue. The second problem with it is the best action sequences are done by characters who aren't engaged with the plot at all. So they go, we have to break Magneto out of prison for no reason at all. You say some spoilers, aren't there? Some spoilers. Well, sort of, but there's no story, so it doesn't really matter. Um, We have to break Magneto out of prison. None of our powers can do that. Wolverine goes, I know a guy. And they go and get... Lockman. They, yeah, they go and get Locksmith Boy. No, they go and get Quicksilver, who can run incredibly fast, but doesn't matter. But So he breaks them out of prison in one of the, uh, the best shot and most entertaining bits of the film. And then, rather than they've then brought him into the X-Men and he carries on, he then leaves immediately once that sequence is done. So none of the characters, none of the 16 principal characters actually did anything there. Mm. and meanwhile they keep cutting back to the future where they're constantly fighting massive robots like in the post-apocalyptic Terminator 2 stuff mm. and the char- m- 
nearly all the characters who are actually doing those sequences, which are really well choreographed and really fun, you know, reminiscent of the Nightcrawler stuff from the beginning of uh, X-Men 2, are all done by characters, again, not involved in the plot. Mm. A character called Blink, one called Bishop, and another one called Sunspot. They don't have any lines. They don't say anything. Mm. So they just keep pouring on characters who can do action sequences whilst everyone else just does nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like it's, it's a complete mess. I don't know why people like it. And the only thing I can put my finger on is there are really fun bits and that's enough for people. And the Emperor's New uh, Clothes phenomena of, look, this film has so many people we love in it. Not only does it have Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, everyone's favourite people from the internet, mm. it's got Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, he's back, Storm is barely in it, brilliant. Jennifer Lawrence is in it, who everyone loves, and not only that, we've added the best guy from Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage, he's in it, and does nothing, he's given nothing to do. Um, so how can we not love it? It's got everyone we love in it. And it's, it's boring, it's so boring, and a total mess. If I had to compare it to any other film recently, it has the skill of delivery uh, and, and is spiritually the same as Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or um, the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh dear. Where there are some beautifully choreographed set pieces and it's linked by dross. It's not a story. It's just mess. It's a total mess. Oh dear. Yeah. How many, David? I'm going to give it... F- probably four because there's some really fun bits as I say there's, if anyone's played the computer game Portal you'll really love the character of uh, of uh, Blink because I say character you'll really love the stuff they do with her because um, there's some fun bits with portals and attacking stuff that's all really good and the Quicksilver thing is great he should have been in the film more um, so those bits have got four star four Davids on their own but no, it's a, it's a mess. Wolverine isn't Wolverine. He just he he has crises of con, uh, confidence and isn't badass at all. He's not Wolverine anymore. None of the characters do the things the characters would do. Mm. And Magneto is just like good or bad depending on what they need at the time for the action sequence. And and ah, oh, yeah. More of the story. Don't watch superhero films ever. You know, I'm done. I think I'm done. Well, that means no more cinema art for you. Because that's <laughs> all that's going to be out. That's right. That's um, right. Should we go to our letter section? Yes, please do. The letter section. We all enjoy hearing from members of the public and listeners. And ha- but just how do they contact us, David? Well, you can email us dearfilmfandango at gmail dot com, or go to Facebook forward slash filmfandango, or tweet us at filmfandango, or you can tweet us individually as well at Mr. David Reed and at Marek Larwood. Um, I've got a letter here from someone from Canada. Lovely. Hello, da- hello, Marek, David, and Buddy. I recently returned to Canada from vacation and I've been catching up on episodes of the podcast I missed. I was pleasantly surprised to hear a review of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty because I had just watched it on a long flight from Japan to Canada. I have to say Maddox's review was spot on. Is this a good accent? I, I think it's as close to Canadian as you can get. I mean, it's... um, uh, Wolverine is Canadian, actually. A bit of backstory. Um... Okay. Uh, It's Terence and Philip, isn't it? Canada. On that same flight, I watched the classic movie, The Deer Hunter. 
Although the stories are completely different, it highlights the erosion of character development in recent films. Walter Mitty was full of beautiful cinematography with some flashy CGI, trying to capture the underlying message with bits of story trying to link it all together. In the end, you don't really feel for the transformation of the character because you don't understand him. In contrast, the deer hunter takes time to develop the characters and their relationships. The scenes are long and slower, slower paced by today's standards, but they work and they do provide the necessary insight into the characters' lives. After the war scenes and the character changes that occurred as a result, I felt more of a connection to the characters and their struggles. In a society where everything is instant gratification, unfortunately a lot of films have gone the same way. It was nice to watch a piece of art that took time to develop, which left a lasting impression and a greater appreciation of the work. Cheers, Andrew Ottawa, Canada. Canada. Thank you, Andrew, from Ottawa. I agree with that. I think we've been saying it for a long time. It's just all it's, rushing it. I, I agree, but I, I don't think it being rushed is the only problem. But Hollywood has forgotten how to write decent characters, or certainly lots of films just don't have them. And that isn't always a case of taking things slowly. You know, there are genres that need you to go fast, the adventure genre. But there's there's been a real creep of a lack of character consistency and world consistency. Like I was saying with the X-Men films, I think it has been... X-Men is not uh, alone in doing this. You know, things don't make any logical sense and the filmmakers don't seem to think that matters. Mm. And maybe it doesn't. These films are making huge amounts of money, but I don't enjoy them. Like when you when you have to be, you know, one iota above a complete cretin to go, What? That doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's you... getting old. Oh, I don't think so. Like, films made sense. The, the, the equivalent of the X-Men films for our generation would be like Star Wars or Indiana Jones, and those stories and characters are tight. Really tight, and they're really satisfying. Like my ass. Really tight and really satisfying. Um, also, uh, if you... This weird podcast... We done we done that donations bit. No, we've not. Um, it's an odd place to bring it in after talking about your tight, satisfying. Ass. If you want me to keep my uh, ass really tight, your Marek's ass chat uh, free and available, then um, then you can donate to our podcast. We do it all for free and at our at our own expense. So thank you to everyone who's donated so far. Yes, thank but you very you, much. Very if generous. you haven't, or if you'd like to donate again. Um, as the running costs uh, keep carrying on, then you can go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the link from there. And thank you for that, because it really helps us out. Thank you all. Um, you know, we just about break even. Near, near enough. Um, what was I going to say? So, uh, I've been to see a film this uh, week. Yes. It's only got a limited release, but you can also watch it um, online at the Cur- on the Curzon website, C U R Z O N, it is a film that won awards in um, the Cannes Film Festival. It won Best Director at Cannes. Yes, it's a Mexican film, and they entered it for uh, Mexico's entry for the Oscars as well for Best Film. Yes, Best Foreign. 
And it's, like, it's on there for uh, for five pounds on the cursor. Normally, some of them have been like ten pounds. Has been a rip off, so it's all right. If if you have four friends, and you put a pound in each, is one pound. Yeah, that's true. If you have ten friends, fifty p. Yeah, um, I and mean, I can't imagine what I, if you've got like thirteen. I don't know what then it's. What are you doing football. watching films? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go play football. Yeah. Um. It, it's called Healy. Healy. Heli. 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 Um. So I, w- I watched this as well. Why don't you describe what it is? Um, so it's a Mexican film, and it's uh, quite a bleak portrait of this poor uh, Mexican family who is uh, Heli and his sort of fairly recent wife and their baby, who they live with their um, their father in just a, in a poor area of Mexico. Not and sure. his little sister as well. Yes, and his little sister, twelve year old sister. Um, Life's just quite, just it's quite a, a, a good portrait. It's quite interesting seeing the a portrait so we don't really see. It isn't really a, a huge subject of films. Yes, so I find that fascinating, and it's shot quite truthfully, matter of factly. Um, Heli's younger sister has a gets involved with this boy who's in the army, and he it's the police, isn't it? I think he's in the army or the police. I think oh, he's in the, the police. Same thing. They've got uniforms and they've got guns. Yeah. And he uh, gets involved in um, this sort of drugs. They're uh, burning the drugs and he tries to sort of save some money by stealing some drugs and implicates the rest of the family indirectly in this uh, war with this drugs cartel and everything goes wrong. It is very bleak. Incredibly bleak. But... And shocking, really. Yeah, and it is quite... And I, you, you do feel, after watching... It's strange, isn't it? After watching all these big blockbusters, we're trying, they're trying to replicate emotions. Everything so, uh, feels so contrived. Yeah. This doesn't really feel contrived at all. It, it stayed with me, this one, in that it really makes you feel vulnerable being surrounded by potentially unscrupulous, nasty people, I think. And especially... Uh, feel vulnerable for you know your loved ones and stuff like it's it it feels so plausible is what's terrifying about it yeah it's brutal and stark yeah and shocking in that way because there's no there's no no sentiment there's no trappings of of plot or or genre either particularly it just feels possible doesn't it even he doesn't really go on a hero journey so much either it's it's i mean it's it's a very different beast, this film, I think. Yeah, there's no happy endings to it. There's no... no. Uh, uh, well, it's arguably sort of emotional resolution, but it's tough. I, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just bleak. It's bleak. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily entertaining either, but... Um, that, um, in the background, Buddy's now brought in a ca- carton of... Is it coconut milk? Yes, I think it is. Uh, where have you got that from? <laughs> You that out of the bin. <laughs> that what you're seeing now, Buddy's face, is a despair as a coconut carton has been taken away from him. Is very similar to some of the scenes of despair in the film. <laughs> now, my one problem with this is yeah. that I thought the direction was really good. I thought um, I I was fascinated by the whole thing to see this sort of uh, gritty slice of life of Mexico, a place that isn't in, yeah. in, in the news. Um, or isn't really the subject of many films, but I thought 
that he was let down. I think the cast are probably that of doing their very first film. I thought some of the emotional scenes were so tra- uh, traumatic. The characters' reactions weren't plausible. Who specifically? I don't want to give away any spoilers, but bad things happen to members of the family, and their reactions to it are not. A lot of the time, instead of crying or being devastated, I found the captain would move their heads and just move away from the camera as if they're about to cry. So I didn't find it real. I didn't find their reactions realistic. I don't know. On I, numerous occasions. I did. You know, I felt, I felt it wasn't like um, traditional sort of cinematic melodrama where people don't always react in a sort of like they're trying to communicate to somebody elsewhere what they're feeling at any time, you know. People do sort of act oddly. They just sort of become lost when things that you can't really comprehend happen. And I I felt that was almost what was quite powerful about it. Mm. You know, that you... What if you sort of... You don't immediately do the right thing or feel the right thing. or what? It's just like it's too big what's happening. Um, I mean, the horror, to put it into context... If you've seen uh, my favourite Ben and Wheatley, who's a British director, yeah. uh, Kill List had the similar sort of creep yeah. But to I thought it. Down Terrace, yes. which is his most realistic and probably my favourite of his films, yeah, which is just which is a, I would highly recommend. It's just a, a sort of suburban family who are all murderers, yeah, yeah, and it's the realism so. It feels like a home video. Yeah, like they're not fam- serial killers. They're sort of professional. Yeah, you know, sort of. But it feels like it's shot like a Christmas video almost at times. Yeah, yeah. So that when the the moments of violence are more shocking, and this you in this uh, in Heli, you feel really the characters are really vulnerable because they've entered a whole world which is brutal, and they don't get, and they're just powerless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Against these huge drug cartels, which is terrifying, and the poli- and the police are, are corrupt. There's corruption all the way around. There's a uh... yeah. I I just thought if I'd hate to criticise other actors, but if in hands of a more competent cast, this felt like being just a couple of shades away from being a, a brilliant film. I felt it, it it ended abruptly for me. Mm. I felt I didn't think it was the end, you know, which might be, you know, adept in its own way, but it was certainly a very different film, but it wasn't what I was expecting at all. I found it a rather uncomfortable watch, but uh, it was, it was moving, I guess. It's a low budget film, it's a million, million dollars budget, you know, really impressive. And these are films like this and Blue Ruin I've talked about recently. Yeah. I think these are there's far more interesting films which are rather than getting cinematic releases are getting releases on places like the Curves and the BFI are releasing them online releases as that can tie in with the cinema yeah which I think is a good way of seeing these films and I think if, I think in terms of pricing I know we're going away from it I think £5 is a fair price for a new release you know yeah if also something that's not going to reach a massive audience then I don't mind paying you know that in that sort of Region. I'd rather pay five pounds for somebody who's not going to make a lot of money back on this than pay fourteen pounds to to something that's going to make millions and millions of dollars. Is that what? How much the X Men was? X Men cost fourteen quid. It's unbelievable. And did you have three D glasses? Yeah. Did had, you have... to, had to buy those. Do you? We got backup pair. Always put them in the bin, mate. <laughs> 
recycle them. Always I recycle them. Keep mine. It's a good idea now. Well, they didn't used you to charge for them. thousands and thousands of pounds on know, 3D yeah. glasses. I did, they didn't used to charge for them. That's sort of a new thing. Um, so who would you recommend um, Heli for? Date night? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, there's some very horrible things going on, but not in a sort of um, B-movie way, just in a sort of... Oh, God, no. Sort of way. Um... I yeah. think it's it's a sort of makes you reappraise life, but in a bleak way. <laughs> yeah, a bit makes you like don't watch it if you feel you're on the brink of being sort of properly deep tissue sad about something because it will tip you over the edge. I like to know more about what's going on in sort of areas of South America with drug cartels. I think there are, you know, you hear stories about in yeah, yeah. Mexico and Brazil being having huge problems. I don't know how realistic it is and how corrupt the police oh, are. They're very powerful. Um, I mean, I lived in Peru for a bit, and uh, which is obviously a lot further south than Mexico. But Mexico, it, it's it's it all goes over the border to the states. That's where the money is. So it just passes through, and so there's they're incredibly powerful. I think from what I've heard. Maybe we'll have a new wave because of the World Cup coming up and the Olympics. It might lead to loads more interest in like Mexican and Brazil and South American films. Mm. And one of my favourite films, City of God. Have you seen that? Yes, so, yes, great film. We must watch that. I don't really know what's, if there's much to say about this film. I, I don't. Well, without without spoiling it, no. I mean, I think um, I think we have sort of said what there is to say about it. Yeah, there's some kissing in it as well. There's a bit of kissing, isn't there? There's a very odd scene with a policewoman in a car. I don't know where that came from. But that's quite disturbing as well. I, I don't know. I, I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know what I was being told. Well, that's about it, isn't it? That's about it for this week. I mean, um, yes. Hey, but guess what? What? Guess what I'm going to go and see next week? Almost definitely. What? 22 Jump Street. Hey, that should be good, hopefully. I mean, sequels to comedies. I hope it is. Name I a love, good one. I love 21 Jump Street. So Name a good um, sequel to a comedy. The 22 Jump Street, hopefully. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, okay. Um, well, yes, and I'm sure lots of people will disagree with me about X-Men, but it just really bored me and pissed me off. So, But if you want to, uh, if you want to uh, give it... Uh, a better review then do email us that address again dearfilmfandango at gmail.com well it's been quite bleak this week's episode hasn't it well one uh, bleak quality and one just sort of oh I'm a bit I, this is really ineptly done thank god for Buddy playing around in the background <laughs> I know otherwise we'd have driven people to uh, the heli edge yeah well try not to top yourself and um, keep watching the films yeah bye bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.